sometimes I know everyone doesn't have the same faith around you. You may, your whole family may not be saved or all of your friends may not be saved, but make sure you have a couple people who can seek God for you in your circle. So you can say, I don't feel like it, or today I'm worn out, or I'm having a really hard time believing. And those people can speak life into you. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donker. Today we have an amazing lady. I always say amazing someone on the podcast, but Trust me, she's an amazing woman and she's our barrier breaker of the month of August, 2022. She's none other than Christian Mills. She is a growth and execution strategist. She helps entrepreneurs navigate growing pains in business, gain clarity and position them to make more money and impact through strategy. And Christian, do you want to just introduce yourself? I just want to say hi, Joyce, <laughs> and thank you for, for having me here. I'm just excited about our conversation. We're at such a pivotal time in my business and life, and so I'm excited for our conversation. Discuss all this unfolding through faith. I am so excited, too. I said this earlier, but Barbara's Corner, our slogan is stepping out on faith and defying the odds. So it's like, for me, reaching out to people on social media is really hard. Not that I'm not an outgoing person. I'm very friendly, but I feel like just getting to reach out to another person is just yeah. out of my comfort zone and knowing that I have to do it I just do it and if you respond yeah if you don't that's fine it's also okay so having you responding back to me I was like oh my god she responded I was super <laughs> excited oh <laughs> I'm you, excited too yeah so I'm so glad that you are on here tell us a little bit more about how you started the growth strategy like what came into mind tell us the journey sure so I wanted to start my own business and I kind of always been entrepreneurial and different things in different seasons. And so in March 2020, I started my business. So probably about a year leading up to that, I knew that I wanted to start a business of some sort. And I just started thinking about how have I added value to the jobs I've worked or to the communities that I've been a part of. And a lot of it has been figuring out how to reach whatever goals like the team had, the store had, whatever position that I was in. And so I was like, okay, God, I really want to figure out what my strengths are and how I can use my strengths to help other people, but then also generate extra income. And so I came up with the idea that I would help women of color launch, grow, and pivot in their businesses. And it just kind of took off from there. I launched a pilot program for my course called the Lead Program, where I help women face their fears of starting a business, position them to go from start to stuck, and help them launch their product or service-based businesses. And I think there were 10 women in the pilot program. I didn't know how it was going to go. I wasn't sure if it was going to work. But I was like, I want to offer this first as a pilot to see if it's going to work and if it's going to help these women. And then if it does work, I'll offer it for real as a program where I'm live coaching people. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Nine of the 10 women finished it. Since then, those women have launched their businesses, grown their businesses. Two of them have gone full time. And I was able to actually offer that program a few more times. And just from that launching perspective, people started asking me after seeing the success of my clients, well, how can I work with you to grow? I've already launched, but do you help people grow? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't know if I do that. Let me think about it. And then as I thought about it, the same strategic planning skills and just mapping out how people can reach their goals applied to being able to help people grow their businesses. And so that's when I launched my strategy services as well. Mm -hmm. And in all 2021, I was booked 
from February to December straight through with strategy clients. And it just became like my favorite thing to do. I still offered the LEAP program here and there, but just being able to work with people one-on-one to meet their specific goals goals in their businesses Mm -hmm. was amazing. And just seeing other women of color win, it made me really excited. So it's been a journey. It's kind of grown on its own. I've been able to build an amazing community that I enjoy and connect with. It's been an amazing experience. I started March 2020. Oh, wow. I literally started right as the pandemic hit (laughs) and didn't know that's what was happening. God is just so funny. When I was starting Corner in 2019, I could just hear him say, your assignment is calling you. The assignment is calling on you. Your assignment is calling on you. And then mm-hmm. I started December 2019, not knowing what's going to happen next year. And I was like, COVID happened and like, okay, what are we going to do? We just keep moving, right? And right. that's you trusting God through the process. You never know what's ahead of you. And I like the fact okay. that when you started, there was not like a bigger picture of all the next thing that you're going to do. And that's one thing no. people need to know. You can have an idea today, but as you go and be obedient and just keep going forward. You see a lot of other ideas will come forward and you'll be able to grow yeah. your business and move forward. And that's one thing that happened to me. I didn't even know I was going to have a podcast on I started by business corner. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I just knew I was going to interview people and put on a blog. And then someone was like, why don't you have an audio version? Like people might not want to just be reading they want to just listen to. I was like, okay, I guess God is speaking right there. And that's right. when that came on. And even now we have on our social media page, we have like MCMs like, and WCWs every Monday and Wednesday. We are like showing. I love like, it. Yeah, on people sharing their story. And it didn't come about when I initially started. It was later. So mm-hmm. you just have to start. I don't know what other ideas are going to come up. Like last in March, we had like the Women's Day. We were able to do like a makeover for two ladies back home in the Gambia. And it was like, okay. that was not even my idea for when, when I started Barry Baker's Corner. But here we are just yeah. keep going and doing stuff. So no matter who you are out there, whatever your idea is, just start. And it's going to grow. Absolutely. Just keep going. And it's been two years. And I know when we were mm-hmm. chatting, you were telling me that you were going to stop doing the growth strategy and move on to something else. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So over the last couple of months, I've been feeling a tug from God to kind of put my business down. And I've been feeling it off and on, I guess, maybe the whole first half of this year. I took a business break in March. And so I was like, a break. I've been working my job. I taught in the pandemic. I was always doing something, working and going to school, working and working my business mm-hmm. over the last two or three years. And in March, I decided to myself get tired. Business was a little bit slow at the beginning of the year. So this is a really good time for me to take a break. I'm going to block the next six months, next six weeks off on my calendar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to serve any clients. I'm not going to do anything for my business. I'm just going to work and relax and regroup. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, God. So while I was on that break, God kept speaking to me about the surrender life, which is my mm-hmm. women's ministry that I had around 2018 that works with helping other millennial women surrender their life to Christ and access mm-hmm. the freedom and favor that comes when you put him in control and his plans over your plans. So I'm like, okay, God, I know that you just wanted me to do this, but I was planning on doing this later this year, like September-ish. I'm writing down the ideas and strategies that he's given me. I come back from my break. And then about two weeks ago, I just felt a really strong pull. Like, this is not a later thing. This is a now thing. This isn't a juggling act. And I just got confirmation in several ways that it's time to put my business down now. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision on June 1st that I'm going to be shutting down my business on June 30th and pivoting my attention towards reviving the Surrender Life ministry. And it was a shocking decision for me. It was shocking hearing from God in that way. But it's something that I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I know that I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I want to be obedient, even though it feels like a huge sacrifice. I love the work I do. I love the women I get to work with, but I want to be obedient and I want to be in the will of God. So even though I love my business and I love the work I get to do, I am putting it down with no real date to pick it back up because right now I don't see that and I don't hear that from God. Oh my God. I didn't even know what to say. Were you afraid of what next would be? Like I've had so many thoughts and I've been really just like protecting myself in my mind when talking to like a few friends and my parents about it, because at first I was like, well, the extra home. I'm not sure how bringing back my women's ministry is going to bring in any money and not that it has to, but it was just like, I don't see how trading one of these for the other one yeah. is making sense in this moment. So first I was a little confused. Then I was shocked. And I think once I finally said, this is what I'm going to do, like, mm-hmm. yes, I just had a really good cry. 
Like I literally just had a really good boo cry about it. Like, okay, I'm doing this and this hurts and it sucks. And I don't know why I have to do it in this moment. But I know that God's plans are greater than ours. Just like he says in the Bible, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways yeah. are higher than our ways. Yeah. So it doesn't have to make sense to me in this moment. But I know that if God allowed me to run this business and have the success I've had and enjoy the work I've done, He's not going to have me put that down for something that's going to be worse than that. Mm -hmm. It has to be greater. It has to be better. It has to be good. I've just been trying to encourage myself and remind myself of that. Yeah, that is so good. Even when I think about it, I got laid on my heart that I was going to move here. I was like, no, that's not God's idea. (laughs) I have lived in UK and I was not ready. I mean, I was thinking maybe later, but not now. Right. Like move now. And I'm like, no. So when I was coming here, I was thinking I'm coming here for two weeks and just see how things are like. Yeah, I'm visiting. (laughs) Right. And it didn't turn out that way because when I reached here and like I was fasting and praying and God gave me a vision of what he was showing me, I was like, Yeah, I get it. And it's so hard because I'm so family oriented. And so that cry that you had, I think I've had it like a couple of times over the years Yeah, (laughs) and be like, God, I don't know why you brought me here and all of that. But even though I understand it to an extent, I'm yet to fully understand why. And maybe I might not even fully understand it. Maybe you may not fully understand why, you know, God is asking you, but obedience is better than sacrifice right that's what the bible says and so you deciding to be obedient is more important than any other thing else and so what lessons are you learning i am learning to be careful what you ask for i was studying joshua earlier this year actually in march while i was on my break and i'm actually restudying it now because i had stopped then and didn't finish it but i was so amazed with joshua in every chapter there was something that god was saying to joshua to do and then next verse would say, and Joshua went. And then there was something with the people. Then God would tell Joshua, Joshua tell the people, and then the people went. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer back in March was, Lord, show me how to hear you as clearly as that and to be ready to move when you say move <laughs> as quickly. <laughs> and it's just truly an aha moment because you think when you pray those types of prayers, it's going to be like, oh, new job, this new exciting <laughs> thing, run into the promised land, right? And I'm going to run and obey because that's exciting. But this situation with my business has been like, you better be, girl, you better be careful what you're praying for. (laughs) (laughs) The answers don't always come like you think they are. I heard God clearly say it's time to put your business down. Then I had to decide if I was going to quickly obey. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it was just such like a aha moment of like, this is what you're praying for. An opportunity to hear clearer and move quicker and faith, not understanding, not asking a hundred questions. So one has just definitely been be careful what you pray for. But two, that. Knowing that when God is shifting you in seasons, he sent people there for you. And I was watching a message by Sarah Jakes last week outside the system that was so good because she was saying when you're living outside the system, there are many people in your life who can't handle that Mm. you're going to live outside of the world system. Mm -hmm. So you may lose people, Mm -hmm. but don't forget that there are people there in your circle right now who are also there to support you as you move outside the system. I think in this season, I've been having friendships and relationships shift, but I've also been grateful for the people that have stayed and that can go through the seasons of life changing with me, that can Mm -hmm. support me as I grow in my purpose and walk it out confidently. And just to remember what God has called me to do and be confident. Don't be afraid. Just like he said to Joshua, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And I've been having to remind myself, like, you're courageous when you do your things for your business. So just be as confident and courageous as you prepare to go back and focus on this ministry. You can still be as creative. You can still be as passionate and as powerful. It doesn't have to look like it looks like for everyone else. Yeah. And the scripture that comes to mind to me right now, even as you speak, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your mm-hmm. ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. And it's tough. It's so hard to trust in the Lord. And so having to <laughs> having to remind yourself of the scripture or whatever God has made in your heart, it's so like very, very important. I wanted to go back to when you decided to make that shift from the growth strategies to the surrendered life. Hmm, That's a Mm -hmm. word on its own, the surrendered life. (laughs) It is. It is. And I wanted to say that maybe we need to talk more on this. Like there has to come a time in your life where you need to put down whatever thing that God is telling you to and go for the next, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people 
in the world that, oh, I started this business or I started this nonprofit or I started this thing. And so mm-hmm. I have to be the one to continue till the end when, and I was telling you this earlier, when we go into the Bible, we see where John the Baptist had a mission. And when his mission had ended, he wanted to hand over because when Jesus came to be baptized, he was telling Jesus, no, 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 I am too small for me to right. like, to baptize you, you are the one supposed to be doing this. And he was ready to hand over because he knew that his time has come, right? And we need to come to a point in our lives and we know that I am no longer in this place. I need to move to the next because if we don't, we are going to lose every, like you will no longer have peace. You will be shattered. Mm-hmm. Like, and you might be excelling. You might be making all the money. You might be feeling like you're in the like connections and connecting with other yeah. people. But you will never have peace of mind because what? You are still being disobedient to what God is saying because you feel like, oh, I did this. I have to be the one. But there comes a time where you need to hand over to somebody to probably carry that thing and do it more and better than you. And yeah. it's okay if somebody does it and does it better than you. It's okay. It's I don't know what you, okay. Yeah, I don't know what you have to do. I think it's a great point because in our generation, or just like the time right now, I've been seeing more conversations about the version of quitting, right? Like I think in this time, people understand it's okay to quit something or stop something or move into the next mm. season or whatever God's calling you to. And it's before, quitting always looked bad. Mm-hmm. But it's okay if you realize I'm not called to this anymore or I don't yeah. want to do this like this anymore. Yeah. Or I think my time, my focus is needed somewhere else. And I think that you're right. We have to come to a place where what is my purpose in this season? Mm-hmm. And if my purpose in this season is coming to it and you can fight it, yeah. but it's best, like you said, if you're obedient, obedience is better than sacrifice, even when it feels like sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been thinking is a lot of people love the verse where Jesus is saying, not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. You hear it in church and you hear people say it. No one loves it. Mm-hmm. So when it happens to you in real life, <laughs> and I feel like True. that's what I'm walking through right now. And that's why I'm purposing to live this transition from shifting from my business to my ministry out loud, because being one of God's chosen isn't always easy. It comes with hard decisions. It comes with walking through things other people may not have to walk through. Mm-hmm. But if you're really in a posture of surrender, then you're living your life in a way where it's not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. You may want to be somewhere in life right now, but you're not. But it may not be God's will. It may be your will. Mm-hmm. You may want to be in different places, different jobs, different parts of the country, mm-hmm. whatever you're believing God for. One of the things that I've been working on is praying for the things I desire and then saying, like, if it's your will, God. Now I'm at a place in my faith walk where I really want to be in alignment with God's assignment for this moment. Mm -hmm. So if I want this new thing, but it's not what you have for me, then favor me in this other thing. Show Mm -hmm. me if this is for me or if it's for not, if it's Mm -hmm. not for me. But just being able to grow to the place of true surrender. And it's hard. It's not easy to do every day. Not perfect. It doesn't work in every area all the time. But in this current journey, it's been a not my will, but yours be done. Because my will would be continuing to run this business. But God's will is I want you to get back to serving women in women's ministry and living your life in a way that conveys my message and it's a not my will, but yours be done. But it's, it's absolutely hard to walk out as well. Yeah. yeah. And when you say that, I remember like, I think it's been four, three, four years. And I've been praying this prayer, your will over my will, your purpose over my purpose. Like that has been my prayer, like your will. Because I came to a point where I realized that I worked out on my own will. This will of mm-hmm. God thing, it, I think I've struggled with it for a very long time. We I, all have. <laughs> I never fully understood because for me, it's like the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Anything mm-hmm. you ask, you shall receive. You can have. Knock, <laughs> and the door will be open. And mm-hmm. so it's like, God, I want this. And so your word says this. And so I want it. But yeah. the first time it hit me, I went to, I was in London at that time. And I went to this church and they were praying the will of God. And it, I struggled praying that prayer because I'm like, what is the will of God? Like, okay. And is it going to agree with me? Exactly. (laughs) It has to be my way. Like, I mean, not (laughs) my way, but like, God, I want this. What I'm wanting is not a bad thing. Right. So like, it should be the will of God. Right. And then I had this timeline about things that was supposed to happen in my life. And so, and obviously at some point, God is going to leave you to do whatever you want to do. You can still go to church and be praying. Certain prayers he will answer, 
but a path that you have chosen that you're going to go, he's no longer going to be with you on that journey. And I like this thing about Moses in the Bible where he said, God, if you're not going to go with me, then I'm not going anywhere. I feel like that mm-hmm. was a total surrender from Moses' part because- Total surrender moment. Yeah, like God, you sent me here and then now you don't want to be with me. If you're not going to go, then I'm not going. That's the covenant like he had with God. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'd come to a point where I'm like, what? I am going to go with God so because I know that when I went out of God's will, I messed up bad. And Come on. so I know that now it's like your will over my will, your purpose over my purpose. Like even when I have confirmation of God's will over my life, I'm thinking to myself, God, are you sure you confirm this? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like That's- I want your will because I don't want, I know I heard it. I know I have confirmation, but I still want to know that it is you because I'm not ready yeah. to mess up again. I'm not ready to go back. Because when you mess up and you disobey God, it's taking your life back. Like it's like five years back again. Like, yeah, like I don't want to take steps back. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm like the surrendered life. And that brings me to my next question. Like why mm-hmm. the surrendered life? So actually when I was, let's see, 2018, 2017, around 2017, 18, I was going through a really bad situation at work. I had my dream job coming out of college, not long after working for a program where I got to serve students of color that were in college. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Knew I wanted to go into higher education. I loved my job. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my mentor harassed me out of that job, but it took a long time to get out of that job as mm-hmm. I was being harassed. And so I wanted to fight the process. I wanted to argue with God about how he could have this happening to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how I couldn't see his hand or how he wasn't shifting the situation right. for my good. And I had just moved out by myself. I had my first big girl job. I was excited. And I'm like, everything just felt like it was crashing down. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I was like, I just, I can't do this. Then my roommate moved out. So many things were happening. So I'm like, now is this portion of the rent going to be on me? She had furniture. I need to buy furniture. Work's crazy. My personal life is crazy. What are we doing, God? Yeah. And so I was going to go and get a second job. I was like, I want to furnish this place really nicely. I need my home to be nice. If work is going to be stressful, all these things. And then God sat me down. And the same day I wrote a book before, I wrote two books. One called Made to Stand Out and one called Surrendered. It's about time you let that lead. Mm. And on the day that I was going to my part-time job interview, I got a phone call about coming to be interviewed on the same date and time of the part-time job interview for one of my books. Wow. So it was literally like God was saying, do you want to do the thing that's comfortable for you or do you want to follow my will and trust me on this? So I didn't get the part-time job. I did the TV interview for a local TV station in Delaware. And then I decided that the time that I would have spent working a part-time job in the evenings, I was going to spend in the work. I just needed to refill my spirit, yeah. get my energy up, go deeper in my faith to get through that situation at work. And when I came out of it, I wrote a book. I ended up having to move back home, take a job that was 50% less. It was just all very bad. It felt heavy and dark and like, God, where are you? Even though I know you're here, I don't feel you or see you. But I had to eventually come to the point of like, am I going to sit and wallow in this or am I going to figure out how God's trying to use it for my good? Mm -hmm. And I have just always been a worker. I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to go make the money. I'm going to take the class. I'm going to work the job. And God was like, this one is not going to be like a you having to be superwoman type of thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to trust me and choose if you're going to let me lead no matter how bad it looks. And so that's what my book is about. It's really just about me sitting down and surrendering. I finally decided to get out of the driver's seat mm-hmm. and move to the passenger seat and let God drive and surrender. What does your will look like in these friendships? What does your will look like in my relationship? What does your will look like in my path and my purpose? Because clearly the path that I had being in higher education, is falling apart. So what is it that you want from me? And so in that process and season, even though I felt like all hell was breaking loose in my life, I just decided I'm not going to try to keep doing this in my strength. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm not going to try to solve it. I'm going to surrender. And then in me starting to live that out, I began to realize there's not a lot of resources for people that want to learn how to surrender control to God. Mm-hmm. I was looking for books. There weren't a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for groups that talked about that. I didn't really see them. And so that's when God put it on my heart to just kind of be that change. A lot of the surrender things I would look at would talk about submission and submission in marriage. I'm like, I'm not talking about that. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need to know how to let you lead my life over me wanting to lead my life. And so I just realized it was a need. And so I created that online ministry 
And that was in 2018. I did it for about up until 2020. And then I put it down. But in this season, God is calling me to pick it back up. And we did 30 day surrender challenges where women spend 30 minutes a day with God for 30 days straight and just get used to starting their day with Him. We did meetups in the community, going to different places. We did a refresh event and it was time to put it down when I did, but I know it's time to pick it back up because God still wants people to learn how to surrender. And although it sounds like such a hard and challenging thing, there's so much freedom and favor that comes with it. And so that's the mission of the ministry is to help millennial women access the freedom and favor that comes with surrendering total control to God. Yeah. Even as you talk about surrendering, look at how you let that go, surrender life, go, and then start the growth strategies. And now God is like, pick that up again. And sometimes this makes me realize that sometimes God will ask you to do, stop doing something and will make you come back to it later. So it's him just seeing how obedient you are. And it even takes me back to Moses again. Remember there were, when God asked him to hit the rock and let water come out, there were two occasions. One, he was obedient. And the other one, God told him to put his, I think he asked him to stretch his hand over it or something. And yeah, then and he then hit, he he, yeah. And then that disobedience was what made him, I think that was what made him not go into the promised land. The promised land, yeah. Right, so it's God wanting to see us being obedient all the time and leaving that surrendered life. Can other people be part of it? Like, is this just for Absolutely. people in your area? It's for people, whoever they are. Actually, one of the things that God has been pushing me this time around is to stretch. I will write before that it's an online women's ministry. But one thing that I'm going to be adding is a global online women's ministry that can be joined from wherever. I'm on Instagram at thesurrenderedlife.co. So I will be adding more content to that account this week, which means by the time you guys hear this, you can go <laughs> follow it and be a part of all the amazing things. And we're going to kick it off in July with 30 Day Surrender Challenge, which was like the number one thing people enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then in August, I'll be opening up the online community membership so that people can say, you know, I really want to be a part of this and build community and connect with other women who are really wanting to live a God-led life but also enjoy the freedom and favor and fulfillment that comes with walking in purpose and have community around you supporting yeah. you, whether they're in the same state, different state. And God has just shown me that this time it's going to be bigger. It's going to blow my mind. And I'm just like, okay, God, I didn't see myself bringing this back quite yet. I didn't see all of this happening in this moment. But I just was telling one of my friends the other day, I think that in me deciding to be obedient and surrender my business was the first necessary act for him to allow me to bring back this ministry because if I couldn't surrender how can I then lead other women in living a surrendered life right and I can't wait to be part of it because the thing is when people go on social media I know they have different things and ideas in their minds but for me it's always about seeing where I can connect and through social media I've been able to connect with other people like I know one of Sarah's program, Sarah Jakes, is I think was it 2020, the vet event. And one of the girls, yeah. she was all the way from South Africa. She, mm-hmm. she was on there. And I don't know, I think either Sarah reshared her post or something and we were chatting. And that's how I connected with her. And now we are like buddies. And we like, she had a young youth group that we meet and pray together, like share the mm-hmm. word of God together. We were all part of it. And I was like, social media is not just for you to go post check, but also connect with people. So yes. as you listen to this podcast, do make sure to go and follow the surrendered life. And I mean, connect with other people. It's not a way of networking with other people as well. And you yes. never know how that networking or where it will take you to. So did you have the Surrendered Life, the Instagram page before the Growth Strategies page? Was it open? Yeah, so I actually have kept it open. I just archived the old content left, but it's open. It's able to be followed. I just I, I archived the old content so that I can start adding a little bit of new content leading into July. But it's been open actually the entire time since. I've had the ministry since 2018 to 2020, and I'm always shocked because like once every couple of weeks, it'd be like two or three people follow here, yeah. two or three people follow there. And I'm like, I haven't posted in two years, but it also is just a good reminder to that people were interested in that. Even in sharing, I've popped into that page a little bit over the last few weeks to say like, hey, it's coming back. Keep your eyes open and just mm-hmm. to see people be excited about it returning I'm like, if I don't see something active for two or three years, I'm forgetting about it totally. (laughs) But I think that's just the power of God. So I'm excited to reconnect with other people that faithfully joined us and open it up to new people, whoever wants to be a part of it. And just see what God has in store this time around. 
Right. Because I was just looking at it and I'm like, I'm already following this page. And I'm saying to myself, I think oh, wow. that's why I actually started following you first before mm-hmm. following your this page. page. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, that is where I know you from, the surrender life. Yeah, it's so, so funny, but I'm glad that you said that because when I a couple weeks ago, someone sent me a message. She started following the Surrender Life page and then followed my page now with my business. And she was like, I just am so excited to see how you've grown from the Surrender Life to your business, to seeing what God's going to do next. And so it's just funny because you think sometimes it may feel like I'm just doing my thing over here in my little corner of the internet and no one's paying attention. But messages like that are validating. I think it's just purposeful for what God wants to do. So I am nervous and it shifted with something that was unexpected, but I'm really excited for God to allow me to be used for this purpose. Yeah. And you talked about like such messages that are so validating. Like sometimes out of the blue, when somebody would just send you a message and tell you how this podcast was a blessing to me, like it saved my life, or I was reading this post and I'm encouraged by this post. And I'm like, oh my God, I was on that day. I fell down. I needed it. (laughs) Yeah, I needed it Mm because I was about to be like, you know what? It's over. (laughs) Throw in the towel. Between me and you, I need a break. (laughs) Right. And I'm like getting this and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is just a reminder of God telling me keep going. So yep. you saying mm-hmm. that was like, oh, so you get that too. And they are, you're absolutely right. There's been days where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, or I'm stressed, or I had a, a different client experience, or somebody might have said something, or I might just be down experiencing life. Mm-hmm. And it feels like those are the days where those type of messages come through. And it's just like, wow, people really are paying attention and they are appreciating what you're putting out there. And we, yeah. we all need that. One of the best advice I got when I started Barry Baker's Connor was consistency. And that's mm-hmm. what I just keep adding. Another advice I got is even if it's one like or 20 likes yeah, out of 500 absolutely. followers, just appreciate it because that's like 20 people taking their time out to read your mm-hmm. content or follow whatever you're doing and liking it and appreciate that. And so I've never taken for granted if I have nine likes or 10 likes, like I really right. appreciate every single one of them because, and then one thing I also got from someone was, I think I was having a chat with this person and she was like, I pray for my followers. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I just added that to whenever my sister and I meet up to pray for birth or personal life. I'm like, I'm praying for my followers, everyone that is following. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I was like, definitely going to use that for mine as I'm well. I'm going to borrow that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Right, for yeah. And one of the things that drew me to you was your story. I mean, this is season five of the podcast. I know it's about faith over fear. And one of the things that drew me to you was when you took that I mean, all that made me want to connect with you and bring you on the podcast was when you shared your story about moving to Chalam, North Carolina and taking that step of oh my faith. God. Do you want to talk yes, about that? Sure. It, what's amazing to me is how you just, you don't think about certain things. You're sharing your story and how whatever you're sharing, it touches or frees so many people. Yeah, yeah. And I, anytime I share something that's like super transparent and personal, I get so many messages or comments about it. And some days it's like, I might make spend two hours making this perfect business post and mm-hmm. it doesn't do it as well. But it's like, God has experienced things for a reason. And I've mm-hmm. been learning in this age of like, everything is not about me. It yeah. may f- be hard in the moment. It may be challenging mm-hmm. in the moment, but it's not only about you, it's about whatever's coming from it. And so with my moving story, that that was an interesting experience. Last August, I was staying with a close friend. And at the time, I came in one day, we had agreed that I would be able to stay there to the end of August. I was planning to move by September 1st. I think a week and a half into the month, I came home one day and her fiance told me that I had to leave. Then she told me I had to leave. She was very much not herself. So we had a conversation about it. And she was just like, I mean, I can give you till the end of the week, but you have to. And so something transpired after that. And then her fiance came over. I don't know if he had a key. He comes in yelling, screaming, telling me I got to go. I got to get out. Mind you, at this point, she's not there. So I'm just sitting on the couch watching television. He busts in telling me how much I have to go. I have to leave. Tell me all these things he thinks about me. Then it gets to a point where it seems like it's about to be physical. Where I thought she's about to tackle. I'm telling him I'm not going. I don't have to go. She said I don't have to go until the end of this week. He's proceeding to tell me about myself, putting his fingers in my face. I jump from the couch that I'm on to the next couch because I feel like he's about to hit me. I call 911. So I'm like, oh, this is crazy to me because I'm like, this is one of my closest friends. Yeah. Friends with the fiance. And then all this just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I call 911 and eventually through talking to the cops, he leaves so that I can then leave the house to go stand outside. And then that day it was over. Like that was the end of me living there. That was the end of my friendship. That was the end of everything. 
And so three or four days later, I was already scheduled to go to Charlotte to visit some friends that I visit every year. And I was thankful because I was like, okay, guys, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't quite know where I'm going to live if I stay in Delaware. I don't want to move back home right now. I just felt like it wasn't time for me to do that again. And I'm like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. But I said, we're already prepared for this trip. So I'm going on this trip to Charlotte. And while I was there, I was like, I don't know why things have been working out in Delaware. I was planning to move to Charlotte this fall in September. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I was moved to Delaware, moved an apartment in Delaware in a year. I moved to Charlotte because I've been Mm -hmm. wanting to move to Charlotte for years. While I was on vacation, I applied for a couple places, and the first place they said that I could move in three weeks. Oh, wow. So I told my parents when I got home, I'm moving to Charlotte. And it was a sheer faith move. And I literally feel like God picked me up and plucked me out of Delaware. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, like, it's time for you to go. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to understand it. Mm -hmm. You just have to trust me. And I'll be in Charlotte a year this September. Wow. Wow. How has it been like? It's been amazing because I'm in a city that I've wanted to be in for so long. It's been hard in some ways because I've just been thinking like, oh, I'm going to go to Charlotte and enter my promised land and all these things are going to happen. Because <laughs> it's like, that has to be what happens now, Jesus. After all this craziness I've experienced right. the last few years, you ha- this has to be the promised land. But there's definitely been more stretching. God's been stretching me personally and spiritually yeah. and just like allowing me to really grow but it's been a beautiful journey like it's been such a beautiful journey I know it was something that had to happen and I could have fought it I could have stayed here and figured it out and did all those things but that was my prayer God if it's supposed to if I'm supposed to be here in Charlotte open a door for me and if he did it I would have stayed in Delaware but yeah. he did so I went to Charlotte and I've enjoyed exploring the city I've enjoyed living on my own again I've enjoyed just connecting with God in a deeper level and I'm just enjoying seeing the restoration that's on its way to me. Mm -hmm. I know that the fight the last few years hasn't been for anything. I know that the enemy is aware of the call that's on my life just as Mm -hmm. much as I am and just as much as God is. And Mm -hmm. so I think I'm in a season where it's like I finally understand a lot of the battles that I'm fighting aren't for me. Mm-hmm. They're to be able to come out on the other side and share them with other people who may be experiencing something similar. Let's know that we don't always have to be fighting. There are seasons where we're resting and receiving. Yeah. And I believe that I'm walking into one of those as well. Yeah. When God asks you to do something, like for me, I was thinking, oh, since God is saying move to U.S., it's going to be like mm-hmm. land of milk and honey. You're going to be exactly, Exactly. Right? <laughs> no more struggle. No, no more struggle. No more pain. None of it. But he's taking you another level. And if you're taking another level, you need to take a step, right? If you are climbing up a ladder, you have to stretch your feet to take a step. And so when you are going that next level, there's a stretch that comes with it. Yes, you are going to have a time of glory and joy and peace, but there's going to be that time also that there's a stretch. And I know that I've been in that season where it's both the stretch and then Mm -hmm. the joy together. And it's like, when is a stretching season? I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Okay, like, okay, this has been fun, but can we stop stretching (laughs) me now? But I'll keep saying it's purposeful. And I just keep telling myself, you know, survive them and God be God and still be able to bring him all the glory in the midst of it. It's like, I know that I'm walking into my seven years of plenty. I know that restoration yeah. and abundance is coming to me. Yeah. And it just, it's bigger than me. Even the days I don't want to show up or the days I don't want to always do the things or speak on behalf of ministry and purpose. It's mm-hmm. like, but it's bigger than you. It's not yeah. about you. Yeah. It's not always about you. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask, it's not part of the questions I had in mind, but I just start to ask, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're Okay. <laughs> The question I wanted to ask is, how do you know when God is speaking to you? Like, how do you confirm that this is God? Because some people are just like, is the goosebumps or something? You can share us. I'll tell you mine. Yeah. So for me, it's usually that I get desires that aren't my own. I get desires that I know are not my own. Mm. And it's like, through this business, I love it. There's I had all these plans for 2022. I knew what I was going to do to celebrate three years next year. So it's not, it wouldn't be an innate natural desire for Christians to say, I give up my business. So that's one way. When I know that God has given me a desire that is definitely not what I would want to do, I know that it's God. The other is confirmation. Usually God tells me something and if he shows it to me or tells it to me in three ways mm-hmm. within a certain time frame, that's usually pretty quick. I know it's God. Yeah. And even the day that I decided I was putting my business down, you sent me an email that night. The next morning while I was working out, God gave me 
a download for ideas for the surrender life for the next year. So much so I had to stop working out and open up my notes app. And then there was a third thing that happened that I didn't imagine would happen. And it was like, that was all confirmation of like, you did exactly what you're supposed to do with agreeing to put your business down. So the natural desires, that's not mine. I always know our God. And then the confirmation, he will keep coming and keep showing me whether it's beforehand or after that this is what I'm trying to get your attention to do. This is what I need you to do, or this is what I need you to hear from me. Yeah, God speaks to me in different ways as well. So sometimes, so I get the word, I get the confirmation. And then I'm like, so for example, when I started by Rebecca's Corner, prior to when I started, when he was like, you're calling this, calling out to you. My sister, she sent me uh, a gift for my mm -hmm. birthday. And this was tw early 2019. So she sent me a gift and it was, I don't wear sneakers. I don't like sneakers. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I got one pair of white sneakers. That's it. <laughs> That's the only sneakers I've had. One white she, pair of casual sneakers. <laughs> and then she sent this to me and it was my birthday. I opened it and it was a just do it sneakers. And prior to that, I'm like everywhere I go, I'm just seeing just do it. And then that box comes and I'm like, okay, God, I get it. I get, I get it. it. Yeah. And that's how I knew like God was speaking to me. Like I would get like series of confirmation, maybe through a word I've been listening to or through, I could be watching a movie and I'll just see yeah. on there. I could be watching the news and I'll just see that there. And so it's like, I just have to be on the lookout. So sometimes that's what I do. Like there was a time I was literally not really looking for confirmation, but he had given me a word and I was sharing, I was on a YouTube, I was doing a video for my YouTube. That was 2020, mm -hmm. early 2020, as I've practiced and everything. And I was ready to yeah. share. And then I got on to my YouTube and I was doing the video. It wasn't live. It was a pre-recording, but I knew that I was mm -hmm. just putting it out there. And then I said, some of you are waiting for a million and one confirmation before you do what God is saying, is asking you to do. And then I rolled my eyes right there. And I said to myself, like, this is me speaking to me. This was not in my plans. This was not what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I just said it out. And I was instantly, I rolled my eyes. I go mm -hmm. back to that video just to check sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God. This is God speaking to me. And so yep. like, there are so many different ways that people like God speaks to people, but you have to know, and you have, sometimes it's in prayer. Sometimes you're like, be still and God will speak to you. For me, it's different. When I'm still, <laughs> I don't hear anything. It's probably when I'm in worship or I'm praying and then I just receive mm -hmm. that word, or I could just be walking out the street. Like the other time when I was like saying that, I said, just do it everywhere. I was just like, yeah. seeing it everywhere. So, I mean, God speaks to us different. You just have to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true because I know there, for me, I've been practicing this year being still. Usually before I would pray and then do my devotionals and I'm getting up and starting my day. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've been practicing this year is even if it's just for 10 minutes, I'll literally add 10 minutes to my phone just to see. Just didn't see if I had something to say. And like you, I also feel like when I'm sitting and seeing, that's not usually when he speaks to me. But sometimes I'll get up and move throughout the day and something just comes. Yeah. Something hits, something clicks, it snaps, it works, it's God. And I'm like, okay. And so it's like the practice of being still and just saying, okay, God, I've talked, I want to hear from you. Yeah. I think that even if you don't speak to me in this moment, it's showing you that I'm making a priority at the beginning that's of the day true. to open up the lines of communication. Yeah. Right? But for me, God always speaks to me when I'm in the shower and I'm like, this is so mm. inconvenient right now. That's another place. I cannot <laughs> write it down in my notes the way I want to. <laughs> and then I'm like trying to hurry up and finish. Or when I'm working out, I always get content ideas, confirmations and things when I'm working out. And it's like, okay, let me try to write this down and get back to my workout. And some days I literally just have to stop and just focus on whatever it is that he's trying to tell me. But you're right. He speaks in different ways. Yeah. And I think that it's important for people to know he might speak to you when you're sitting and that's okay. He yeah. might speak to us when we're moving and that's okay. That's okay. Because yeah. your relationship with God is personal. Yeah. I think that sitting still is a thing. I, I think I need to start trying to do it up because there was this lady that came to our church once and she had mentioned that just sitting still for five minutes. It's a lot that God will speak to you or even just sitting still. But I tried that like one day and I, I was just thinking about the food and the, my day and what yeah. I need it's to hard pay. To get used to. <laughs> It is hard to get used to. I'll say that. But it's worth a try. Yeah. Even if, like I said, even if he doesn't speak in that moment, I feel like it just helps to open up the lane of communication. Like God knows that you're looking through, looking for him or looking to hear from him throughout the day. Yeah, I think that is very, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try that again. I'm going to try to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> you try it. Let me know how it works. I would say it's in Deuteronomy that if you seek, you'll find him. Absolutely. And so mm -hmm. if we're doing that, he's going to speak to us on a day. It might not be on that, at a time, but you're... 
exactly. being still, but definitely he will speak to you. Yeah. What advice have you got for someone who is like, life is hard. I can't make it. This faith of a fear thing is uh, it's not my thing. I can't break barriers. What advice? I think that in my really tough season, what's been most helpful is admitting that I can't do it on my own. And I think that God honors vulnerability and transparency. And if there's something that you're believing for, but you don't know how it's going to happen, or you don't know how to make it happen, or something you want to be different that you don't have the power within your own strength to change or you don't know when it's going to change. I've been really big about having vulnerable conversations with God. Most days I'm happy, but some days I'm mad. And yeah. some days I'm sad. Yeah. And some days yeah. I'm frustrated. And I find that the days that I really pour it all out to him, I see him move soon in some way, some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just someone calling to encourage me. Sometimes it's movement in the area that I've been praying for. Yeah. But I think first I would say to be okay with being vulnerable and transparent with what you're really feeling. And if it feels like it's too much for you, give it to God. There's yeah. some days where I literally will say out loud in my apartment by myself, God, you got to take this one. Right. <laughs> you got to take this one. Yeah. Because if I respond back to this situation in my flesh, or if I try to figure out how to pay this thing that came out of nowhere, I'm going to be right. stuck. Right. So God, this this one is on you and I'm going to keep on moving through my, and then I would also say to just test your faith, go back to the Bible and see. One thing that helps me sometimes I'm believing for something is looking for stories in the Bible. There were people in the desert and they needed manna and God sent manna outside. And God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he's going to bless the people that are in the middle of a situation where they need something, then Mm -hmm. he's going to do it now. And then my last thing would be community. Make sure you have someone around you that's like-minded. Sometimes I know everyone doesn't have the same faith around you. You may, Your whole family may not be saved or all of your friends may not be saved. Yeah. But make sure you have a couple people who can seek God for you in your circle. So you can say, I don't feel like it. Or today I'm worn out or I'm having a really hard time believing. And those people can speak life into you. I have a couple friends on days where I'm like, I'm in the bed. I'm struggling. The enemy is whooping up on me and I don't got it. Can you pray for me? Yeah. And I can send that text out and they don't have to know what's going on. They'll pray for me. They'll send me a voice message. They'll send me an encouraging word. Mm -hmm. And it's important to know that you have community. And if you don't have it to get connected with some form of community, whether that's church, whether that is an online group, whether it's people that, you know, you seek out yourself, but community Mm -hmm. is important. It's important in the high moments and managing your blessings. It's important in the low moments when you have heavy burdens too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. For me, it's my sisters, my parents, they just had girls. So mm-hmm. six of us. <laughs> yeah. So I just send them a message. I'm like, listen, I'm struggling in this area. You guys pray for yeah. me. I'm feeling this uneasiness. Pray for me. And that community thing is so important. I also have this book that I normally read. Do I have it on my table? It's probably on my bed. It's called, I think you must know that one, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Yes. I use the app. Every morning I read it on my app. Oh, okay. I didn't know they had mm-hmm. an app. I just have the book. Yes. So the days that I feel this uneasiness in me, I just open that book to the page of that day. Yeah. If today is like June 14th, I open to June 14th of that day. And it's like, mm-hmm. it always speaks to me because it's always always back to God. So I like, I love that book as well. You know, my last question, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? I know now that it's okay to be different. Mm. I think when I was younger, I thought that I didn't always fit in. I thought that I felt like I stood out, but not always in a good way. I just felt awkward growing up. And I struggled with that a lot from like elementary school and middle school and high school. I had just started to like find and like myself, mm. but it's okay to be different. And the first book that I wrote was called Made to Stand Out. And that's why I wrote it. And a lot of times we are divinely assigned to be different yeah. way before we understand why. And so if I could say anything to anyone, it would definitely be be okay with being your true and authentic self. Whatever it is that you're called to do, whatever it is that your purpose to do, the people you attract are going to be most attracted to you being your true and authentic self. And that's only going to happen when you accept that it's okay to be different. It doesn't have to look like it looks like online or on mm-hmm. social media. You don't have to look like your pastor. Everything doesn't have to be done the same way. Yeah. God gives us all a specific set of skills and traits and physical attributes and things like that on purpose because there's someone that may be drawn to you that may not be drawn to someone else. Yeah. There's someone you can reach that someone else can't reach. There's someone you can serve or enjoy or connect with that someone else can't in the same yeah. way. So just be okay with being different. And that's what it's for me. I'm going to add that. Be okay with being different with your face, girl. Because okay. Me, you see how I put my hair down? I had it in a bun and it was too 
my face was just all out there and I was like, no, I need to bring it down. Even though it's hot, I'm going to bring it down. And, and if you want to be okay with your bun next time, you'll be okay with your bun. My friend the other day, I was telling her, my face is just broad. And she was like, it's, you're the only one that see it. And I feel like I'm so uncomfortable with that. And but she's like, you don't want to see it. I'm not seeing it. And I was like, okay, I get you guys. I'm going to try and get to that point where I'm comfortable with just having a broad face. You know, I think I have yeah. to come to that point. But like you said, be okay with yourself. Be okay with being different. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Do you have any last words that you want to say? I just want to say thank you for inviting me. This is the first discussion or podcast or anything that I've done about ministry oh, since wow. 2020. So oh, I just wow. feel like your timing of inviting me right where I am in the midst of this moment, it just was all God ordained. And so I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you for just asking me to come. And I'm excited to support other barrier breakers. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. It was an amazing conversation. And I pray that it blesses a lot of people, everyone that listens to it, to just take a step out of faith on, on faith and just yes. defy the odds. You have to let the fear, sometimes they say do it even afraid. And so just knowing what you're afraid of and knowing the root cause or why you're afraid and then trying to dissect it and finding a way out and just taking that step of faith anyway, it's very important because sometimes what we're afraid of is not really valid. And so taking that step of faith, it's important. Thank you so much, Christian, for being on here. I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold